0: Hey all, welcome to the second episode of the Take 10 Podcast. So excited to have you join us. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Today, I wanted to talk about the differences between mental health and mental illness. As we discussed briefly in episode number one, I... I am here because I think it's important for us to understand the differences between mental health and mental illness. And I think in talking about those differences, it gives us a good foundation to build and to have subsequent conversations on these topics that relate to our overall mental well being. So, As we jump in, I want to lay out a little bit about what you can expect from our conversation today. And we're going to start by talking about mental health. We're going to talk about why it's important. We're going to talk about whether mental health can change over time. We're going to talk about mental illness. We're going to talk about a few mental illness statistics. We're going to cover in brief summary um, some of the more common mental illnesses that are out there and then the importance of understanding these items so why don't we jump in and get to it so first before we start talking about mental health and mental illness um, I think it's important to Provide some clarity so there are some objects in the world that people call different names but ultimately these objects whatever name they go by mean the same thing and the reason for the difference may simply come down to the place that you live so for example if I say running shoes in certain areas, they may be called sneakers, or they may be called tennis shoes. In another area, or, or maybe you even call them a different name. Think about soda versus pop. You have people that will call call, call it soda. You will have people that call it pop. There's even a uh, you know a part of the the country that just calls it Coke, no matter what uh, no matter what you're 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 just talking about. So in both of those examples no matter what we're calling the item the items meaning is the same but just as there are objects that are the same that have different names there are also objects that appear to be similar in appearance but are in fact not the same um the best example that i could come up with i don't know that it Is necessarily the best example but would be an alligator and a crocodile Um, an alligator and a crocodile are similar in appearance but ultimately are not the same and how this ties back to mental health is prior to getting a better understanding on all things well-being I thought mental health and mental illness were the same thing they were just called a different they were they were just called different names. But in reality, have come to fully realize that mental health and, and mental illness fall into the the category that we just described of the alligator and the crocodile. Things that appear to be similar but are ultimately different. So tonight we're gonna talk about that as well and with that why don't we just dive in so mental health um is really about our overall mental well-being and according to the CDC mental health includes emotional psychological and our social well-being and our mental health affects how we think how we feel and it also affects how we act And in addition to those things, it also helps us determine how our body handles stress, how we relate to other people um, and and others. And mental health is a critical uh, component at every stage of our life, from childhood through adolescence, all the way through adulthood. And So why is, or why and how is mental health important for our overall health? Well, our mental and our physical health are equally important components of overall health. So think of them working in conjunction with each other. For example, depression can increase the risk for many types of physical health problems, particularly, particularly long lasting conditions such as heart disease, stroke and even potentially potentially like diabetes similarly the presence of chronic or long-lasting medical conditions can increase the risk of mental health so having either good or poor mental health can affect our physical health just as good or poor physical health can impact our overall mental health And so then I'm like, okay, mental health um, is our overall well-being. Our physical health can play a, a part in that. But can our mental health change over time? And the answer to that is yes, it can. But it's important to remember that a person's mental health can change over time depending on many factors. So let's think about... This kind of like, um, a bank. So when the demands placed on a person exceed their resources and their coping abilities, or we're taking too much out of the bank, mental health could be impacted. So if somebody is working long hours, they're caring for a relative who may be sick or they're experiencing a number of other hardships. They may experience poor mental health. A person that experiences poor mental health, um, sorry, let me, let me step back real quick. A person can experience poor mental health and not be diagnosed with a mental illness. So just because we have poor mental health doesn't automatically equate to having a mental illness. Likewise, a person who has been diagnosed with a mental illness can be ex- can experience periods of good physical, mental, and social well-being. Okay. So we've got a little bit better understanding on on overall mental health. So let's let's talk a little bit about mental illnesses. Again, according to the CDC, a mental illness is a diagnosable disorder order that typically comes with a standard set of criteria that are needing to be met in order for the illness to be diagnosed. Mental illnesses are among the most common health conditions in the United States. And it has been reported that about 50% of the population will be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder at some point in their life so think about that in a room of ten people five will be diagnosed with a mental illness or a mental disorder at some point so having some of that information let's let's take a moment and review some quick facts around mental illness and I share these not to scare anybody because when I go through that I am sometimes scared by the facts that I'm hearing but I really just want to show how prevalent, prevalent mental illness is, or how prevalent it can be in the world that we live in. So here are some fast facts, um, that I pulled from the national Alliance of mental illness, NAMI, and they state that one in five U S adults will experience mental illness each year, not over their lifetime. But each year. So that's pretty, uh, pretty significant. One in 20 U.S. adults will experience a serious mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth between the ages of six and 17 will experience a mental health disorder each year. And as we think about mental illness and mental illness disorders, about 50% of all lifetime mental illnesses begin by the age 14. And then 75% of those lifetime mental illnesses begin by the age of 24. Now, that's not to say that uh, once you've hit 24, you're out of the woods and you're not going to experience, you know, poor uh, mental health or not be diagnosed with a mental illness, but on, on average, 75% of um, people will be diagnosed by the time they're 24. In fact, millions of people are affected by mental illness each year. Um, it's been reported that uh, in 2021, 57.8 million adults experienced a mental illness. That's pretty, pretty significant. Now of those 57.8 million people that were diagnosed in 2021 with a mental illness, here is a breakdown of those mental illnesses by condition. So less than 1% uh, were diagnosed with schizophrenia. Just over 1% were diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. About 1.5% were diagnosed by borderline personality disorder. Almost 3% were diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, 3.5% of post-traumatic stress disorder. 8.3% for major depressive, uh, for having a major depressive episode. And then just over 19% diagnosed with an ang- ang- sorry, <laughs> anxiety disorder. So mental health treatment, whether that be um, therapy, medication, or even self-care, have made recovery a reality for most individuals that are experiencing a mental illness. So the help is out there and the help works. Although taking the first steps can be confusing, it can be difficult, um, it can be scary, um because of the treatment and that it works it's important for us to start exploring options to help improve our mental illness if we should be diagnosed there really is no known single cause for mental illnesses there are factors that can contribute to a higher risk for mental illness and some of those could be You know, early adverse experiences in life, such as trauma um, or having a a history of abuse, which could even include witnessing violence. There are also other contributing factors, such as ongoing medical condition, like cancer, uh, diabetes. Um, Some other factors also include chemical imbalances and even drug use and alcohol abuse. All of those can contribute to uh, mental illnesses. So why don't we talk real briefly about some of the more common um, mental illnesses that are diagnosed? And I don't go over this information in entirety so that you have a full understanding of each of these diagnoses. We will spend some time in future episodes going over that but I thought it would be interesting for us to talk through a summary of each of the more common illnesses so that you have a better idea of what they are. And then we can dive deeper into those in future episodes. So let's start with depression. And depression is defined as a serious medical illness. And it's more than just feeling sad for a few days. And some of the symptoms that people living with depression uh, can include feeling sad or feeling empty. They may lose interest in some of their favorite ac- favorite activities. It may result in either overeating or not wanting to eat at all, not being able to sleep or sleeping too much, feeling very tired consistently, feeling hopeless about life, being irritable, anxious, or feelings of guilt. They may also experience aches or pains, headaches, cramps, and even um, digestive problems. And then obviously, obviously people that um, are diagnosed with uh, depression may have thoughts um, of death or, or suicide. Depression is a disorder of the brain, um, and there are a variety of causes that uh, include genetics, um, biology, environmental surroundings, um, and um, psychological factors. There are effective treatments for depression that include antidepressants, talk therapy, um, or a combination of those two. So let's talk a little bit, so let's move on and talk a little bit about anxiety. Um, And in order to have a conversation about anxiety, I think it's important for us to differentiate anxiety and anxiety disorders. So anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. Um, It might cause you to sweat, feel restless, tense, or even have a like a rapid heartbeat. And it can be a normal reaction to stress. So for example, you might feel anxious when you are faced with a difficult problem at work, before a test, or before make, making an important decision. Anxiety can also even help us cope. So the anxiety may give us a boost of energy, or it may help us focus in on the the problem or the the situation. But for those that are living with anxiety disorder, the fear is not temporary and it can be overwhelming. So these anxiety disorders are conditions in which you have anxiety that does not go away and actually can get worse over time. This disorder uh, can interfere with daily activities such as your job performance, schoolwork, And relationships and this anxiety can literally become disabling the third uh, disorder that i wanted to talk about uh, tonight is bipolar disorder and bipolar disorder is a is a mood disorder that can cause intense mood swings sometimes you may feel extremely up and you're elated or you can be irritable or energized um, this is called uh, a manic episode. When you're, when you're feeling up, you're, you're, you're manic. But there may also be times when you are diagnosed with bipolar disorder that you may feel down. You're sad, indifferent, or hopeless. This is called a depressive episode. And if, you know, a manic or a depressive episode wasn't enough, there's a third um, episode called a mixed episode and maybe by hearing the word mixed you get an idea of what that is but you have both manic up and depressive down symptoms together so along with these mood swings bipolar disorder can cause changes in overall behavior they can have an impact on your energy levels and your activity levels as well um, bipolar disorder used to be called other names, um, used to be called manic depression or manic depressive disorder. Um, from, from what I understand and what I was able to, to kind of look up real, real briefly was at this point we, we refer to it as a just bipolar disorder. There are, um, types of bipolar disorder. So it is broken down into, um, three different types, bipolar one, bipolar two, not bipolar three, as you might expect, but it's actually called cyclothymic disorder. So I, I was, I, I paused cause I was making sure that I, um, pronounced that right. And I'm, I'm still not sure, um, that I have, but we, we will definitely dive into that as we, we cover that, um, disorder in more detail at a later episode. So the, the third or the, the fourth uh, kind of mental illness that we wanted to, to dive into um, tonight was obsessive compulsive disorder or called OCD. And obsessive compulsive disorder is a mental disorder in which you have thoughts and the thoughts are the obsessions and, and rituals, which are the compulsions, over and over So you have thoughts and rituals that need to be completed over and over and over and over again. These obsessions and and compulsions interfere with your life and you cannot control or stop them. And um, some of the causes of obsessive compulsive disorder um, are unknown. Some of the factors could be genetics, um, our brain biology and chemistry and even the environment in which we live. One of the things about um, obsessive-compulsive disorder um, is that I find interesting is for those who may be at risk for OCD. Um, OCD typically begins when you are a teen or a young adult, um, and boys are often developing OCD at a younger age than girls. So some of these risk factors that, that we might... Uh, find, um, that play a role in OCD. Um, they may include family history, um, and people that have a first degree relative with OCD, such as a parent, a sibling, or a child, um, are at higher risk. Um, and that's especially true if the OCD of the relative was developed, um, as a child or a teen. Other risk factors include brain structure and functioning. Um, So they've done imaging studies that have shown people with OCD have differences in certain parts of their brain. Um, And obviously, more research is needing to be done um, to understand the connection between those brain differences and the OCD. But um, more to come on that, I, I, I hope, soon. And then um, one of the other main risk factors for OCD includes childhood trauma. Um, Some studies have found a link between um, trauma and and childhood uh, and OCD. So, again, research is being done there. Um, While they have found a link, additional research obviously is needed. So why is this important? Mental health affects all people. Everybody has a scale of mental health in their life, but only some experience a diagnosed mental illness. Mental illness does not always lead to poor mental health, and poor mental health is not always due to an underlying mental illness. Life events and other outside factors can affect anyone's mental health. I think it's important to know that individuals, whether they have a mental illness or not, can improve their overall mental health. And if you're looking for ways to improve your mental health, I'd suggest you try these four things. One, get exercise. This can help improve your mood. It can improve your self-esteem. And it can help you sleep. Two, eat well. A well-balanced diet can help you think clearly and feel more alert. It can also even lead to stronger decision-making skills and faster reaction times. Three, use relaxation techniques. If you need to manage your stress, try tex- techniques such as meditation, yoga, deep breathing, non-sleep deep rest, rest, Sorry, things like that. And lastly, the fourth would to be social. Humans are social by nature. And if you are like me and enjoy time alone, socializing can improve your overall mental health. So dedicate some time to spend with friends and make an effort to connect with others. It doesn't have to be something that you do consistently or all day long, but make time to spend time with friends or people that you love. Our overall mental health and our overall mental well-being is a critical part of our life. It's important for us to understand our own mental health and the ways that we can work to improve upon it. It's also important for us to understand what those living with a mental illness may go through on a daily basis. You are likely impacted by mental illness, whether you know it or not. You may be living with one now, but even if not, you likely know somebody who is. Knowing more about mental illness, and the issues affecting those living with one can help you better understand what they are going through. We truly never know what someone may be dealing with. As humans, we try to put on our best face and not show that we are having a hard time or that we're struggling. It may be because we don't want others to worry about us or we may be worried about the the stigma about not being okay. But let us be clear tonight that if you are struggling, it is perfectly okay. If you are struggling, there are those out there who love you, are there for you, and want to help you. As we have the understanding, and as we learn more about the differences of mental health and mental illness, like I said at the beginning, we build a foundation for us to have future conversations about not only mental illness, but mental health as well. The steps that we can take to improve our mental health and to learn more about mental illnesses, the causes, the treatments, and a a variety of other different topics as well. As I just mentioned, we likely know someone that may be struggling. And having that understanding that we don't know what each individual may be going through. Let us make a choice each and every day. The choice is simple. And that is to do, to be, and to inspire good in this world. Thank you for joining me tonight on episode number two. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. See ya.